News stories were coming in about this strange virus in Wuhan, China. It was weeks before we saw the first cases in the U.S. As the numbers went up each day, my curiosity got the best of me, and I started plotting the curves. Hear stories from real people all over the world and how they've responded. I'm Sally Hendrick, founder of Shout Your Cause, and this is COVID-19, The World Responds. Hello, Lindsay Padilla. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I want to hear about you, what you've been doing. We've known each other for a few years now, but I know that we are in this online entrepreneurial world and life keeps changing. So (laughs) give me an update. Particularly in 2020, uh, if we're being real here. You think? (laughs) Yeah, think. Yeah. So man, Sally goes way. Sally is like one of the first people I met online. If I'm being honest, like, um, (laughs) we met in Kimra's program. I mean, is that literally was one of the first things I ever purchased. So, um, we've been around each other for a while and we haven't caught up in a while. So it's really, Mm -hmm. it feels really refreshing to see your face. Um, so yeah, what have I been up to? Um, so I teach people how to create courses and I have a program that helps them launch their first uh, course really quickly. Um, and focus on their teaching and the things that they want to do and not the boring stuff. And so um, that's been a journey. And, you know, my business model has changed over the last four years in so many ways. But when I first started, um, yeah, I was doing services and I was, you know, helping people teach better. Um, But me buying Kimra's program, that's not what I bought it for. I thought I was a health coach. So (laughs) it's always fun and always an amazing journey of the pivots. I was also a health and fitness coach. Yeah, right? I mean, it's kind of, I actually, who was saying that? It's either health coaching or like life coaching. That That is an entry point for lots of women into this industry. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. And then they move into what they really want to do. Yeah. <laughs> they get that transformation, whether and I had a health transformation personally, and I was a beach body coach. So mine was actually through network marketing. I did um, too. And yeah. And so I think <laughs> it was funny because I was a professor. So I always say in my introduction too, like I'm an accidental entrepreneur. Um, because I was a professor of sociology at a community college and I, that was my dream job, like no joke, my whole life. And, uh, when I had the gaping hole of no more education and like dissertation and research and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. oh, maybe I should like work out or something. And then that was network marketing. And so when I found Kimra, uh, Kimra, it was, it was very, it was like, oh, well, like online, I've helped people like get healthy. So therefore that's my business. And like, if they want to buy Shaco or whatever, cause that's what I was selling, mm-hmm. they can, but I'm not going to lead with that. And I'm not going to be dependent on a network marketing company yeah. to like make decisions about like what I was allowed to sell. So that was like the first thing in my head. And then go down the rabbit hole of like, how could I do this better? And I find out, oh, I could just sell my own thing. And so I was a teacher and I taught online for all of those 10 years of teaching. Yeah. And so I was able to help entrepreneurs teach better. And so that's always been the core. Yeah. Sell what's in our brains. Yeah. Which is really cool too. Yeah. I felt like, oh, wow. I've landed on planet Facebook. (laughs) And it is so different from corporate world because you come from academia, but I came from deep, deep, deep corporate. I was in a consulting firm that was small, but the corporate clients that we had were big, really big. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So my life was 
enslaved to the bottom line. Yep. 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 Yeah. And I was actually just on another podcast interview. I tend to batch them. (laughs) And we talked about how, um, the idea of academia, actually, I didn't realize that some of my core beliefs about what I wanted to do with my, my life, I love teaching. So I've maintained that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like the autonomy and there, um, being a professor has a lot of autonomy, not as much as K through 12. Um, but I was able to have half my teaching load online. And so I knew that life. I was about that life where I only had to go on campus two days a week. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, getting side eye from some of my fellow professors and actually a lot of unions make it like a rule that you still have to come on, but that's a whole other story. Um, But yeah, summer's off and like, you know, I'm taking sales calls in my office. Like they didn't know that my last semester. So yeah, it was, it was a flexible job. It was very autonomous and I got to do basically whatever I wanted in my classroom. So when I get to entrepreneurship, I didn't realize that that was also what the same thing that attracted me me to being a college professor. And so I think that has always been a part of it. It was just, Mm -hmm. I just wanted like a salary in healthcare. Um, You know, I grew up with a father who was an independent contractor. Um, I never saw him as an entrepreneur, but he totally was. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was a lot of up and down. And so I went for stability, like as fast as I could. And then face-to-face looking at that choice between risk and stability and Mm -hmm. uh, ended up on the risk side again. (laughs) Don't think I'm going back either. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I am either. I did have a little bit of a moment in 2018. I kind of remember that. I backed up. Yeah. I don't remember when we talked or, or how much you knew about that, but my mother had died in, in December of seven, 2017. Mm -hmm. And she had been sick for 16 years, wheelchair six years. It's like really, really difficult situation. And I honestly thought, and this was so weird, this big opportunity landed in my lap and she died in the same week. Mm -hmm. Now the opportunity though was going to make me have to bust my butt for the next couple of months to get ready for it. And I, I, I was like all in. You know, but something happened where when she died and all this stuff got taken off my shoulders, I was a raw, hurt person underneath Mm -hmm. and didn't have the capability to move into that. And I ended up pulling myself out of it. Mm -hmm. I made up some excuse, but you know, I exited excuse me, but it was weird. It was really weird. So I, I, I even had my resume ready to go Oh wow! and all of those things. And, and, but it all, all, it felt so wrong. Mm, it felt yeah. wrong. And so I just decided to keep sitting on that and I drove for Lyft for three months. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Making it work. I have a Making dry cough. No, no worries. <clears throat> Let me, uh, COVID, you know, I'm just yeah, there you I go. <laughs> We're getting coming up on a new surge here. So who knows? Well, that's what we're going to talk about too here in just a second. (laughs) So if you, have you thought about going back to teach and and have you done any wavering? Great question. Uh, No, I personally (laughs) haven't, but, (laughs) and I don't think I, I really don't think I will. I'll say this, like 
um, having the degree I have and the, and I had a tenure track position, I didn't get tenure. I was literally a year, a year and a half outside of tenure. Um, you know, so leaving before tenure is like a whole other conversation, but we did it anyways. My husband left the semester before he was actually a year ahead of me, got his job. Um, so we both were like, F that, like, we don't need tenure. However, like our degree wasn't going to blow up. We, you know, they, we couldn't unhave that experience or anything like that. So that mitigated a little bit of my fear where I was like, yeah. okay, Worst case scenario, we go back. We're not completely not marketable in the industry. Yeah. Um, and so that helped us make that decision to, to leave. And we were mm -hmm. younger in our career as well, I guess, a little bit. Um, so fast forward to no joke, like end of last year, last quarter, or sorry, not last quarter, because now we're six or two quarters into January, into 2020. Yeah, June 30th uh, is around yeah, the corner. Okay, here we go. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, last quarter of last year, quarter four, um, was the worst quarter I've ever had in business for various reasons. When did um, you say last year? Yeah, so like uh, okay. 2019, like uh, basically October through December was just rough. And um, uh, and on the flip side of that, we're, we were coming into the best quarters I've ever had. So all to be said that, that some of those moments that we had um, my husband was like, actually, I think I might want to go back. And I was okay with that. And I was like, I can't, like, I just, I can't go through the application process <laughs> and like that kind of stuff. So Derek did, he actually spent that, um, end of last year, um, uh, looking at job postings and the way it works is, yeah, there's like higher jobs of, of us. And then there's also like California community college, like job bank. So he resubscribed back to those things and had stuff on his radar, but he wasn't like, we're not going to move to the middle of nowhere just so I can work. Um, mm -hmm. and, and we were like, okay, cool. Cause that is a part of it, right? Is like colleges are lots of different places. And so if you get a good one in a good spot, um, you've, you've hit a jackpot. So, um, funnily enough, um, two of the jobs were, um, in our, in not in, well, one was in San Diego, Miracosta was hiring and they're literally the top paying college in the state of California and always something on the top of the, cause it's always public information, um, what people get paid. And so I was like, oh, that was always the dream college like that you wanted to teach at cause they got paid so well. And then I think Santa Monica city college also, um, had an oh, opening. Wow. Yeah. That's so in LA. Yeah. So what have been <laughs> expenses from a rent perspective? So it rolls into January, February, we launch a new product. I completely restructure my business all in positive ways. And he's now facing job interviews in a time where things were looking really positive. And I was like, okay, cool. Do you still want to do it? And he's like, yeah, I think so. And, and then COVID hit actually. And, um, Santa Monica city got back. He was supposed to interview the last week in March for both jobs, um, in, uh, North County, San Diego, and then Santa Monica, Santa Monica came back and said, actually with everything going on, we are not even hiring for that position anymore. It's going on hold. And the other position said, yes, we're hiring, but it's now a zoom call. And I'm like, Oh, they're freaking. And I'm like, and Derek's going to look so good. Like we have a mic. He like taught in front of a blackboard. Oh, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, um, yeah. so he prepares for it <laughs> and he ends up not getting it in 
uh, in a different way, like, uh, so the, it's always two step, usually two step, sometimes three, but the first step is a teaching demo and an interview usually with about four or five faculty mm -hmm. and admin. And then the next step is, uh, uh, often the vice president, um, and, and likely the president as well. If you make it to the top, like two or three, uh, people. So we didn't make it to that second level, which we thought he would, but it was really fascinating to write a cover letter, do the application, um, and, uh, uh, not, um, and have to defend why you were out for three years, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like where, and so that, so now we're at this point and he ended up not getting it, but that was also early in COVID and everything that was happening. However, we knew, and I know you were posting a lot about what was going on and we were following I numbers. I had my temperature taken in on February the 4th in Ecuador. Wow. So yep. way early. Lots of people were paying attention that early. Yeah. So yeah, we were shut down by the end of March, but we knew what was coming, but I don't think we really sat with what was going to happen from an education standpoint as much. They were scrambling and we now, like now we're looking back. He like actually is like, I don't think I ever want to go back and we've launched a software and I'm sure we'll talk about that, but I don't think I ever want to go back because oh my gosh could you imagine being a brand new professor walking into this fall like what a shit show and even this whole last spring i know that these faculty members had to work their asses off and we're mm -hmm. having so many things thrown at them so were the admins so were everyone mm -hmm. and it's like oh when i was you know teaching and you're in your year three like of teaching you start to get like a great system going and it's not yeah. stuff doesn't take as long but when you got something like that thrown your way, you're having extra meetings, extra decisions, extra like expectations, mm. and you're not getting paid for it. What's happening is they're not getting stipends or any sort of extra increases mm -hmm. in pay. And they literally are in survival mode, um, both their students and, and their faculty. So every, I, I just, it just, it can't be a positive working environment, I guess is what I'm <laughs> getting at. Mm. And I feel for them. But I also am like, what a blessing. And like, and so yeah, he was ready to go back. We were like excited to have maybe that stable income and in like healthcare. Um, and then uh, now fast forward, you know, four months later where we're at now, um, it doesn't even make sense <laughs> uh, yeah. for him to go back. And, um, and we have a lot of other things that we're working on now. So I think it was, he flirted with it and we got close. Um, played with that scenario and uh but no not not gonna happen anytime soon i doubt so let's go back to the software thing you brought sure. up because yeah. I, I launched something too oh did you how yeah. fun what is it barely. tell me well barely. it's called the sales oh, funnel generator Pardon? oh cool i said we're barely two we did lifetime licenses we're about a month out of the actual software so yeah yeah and mine is, it's a little different. I wrote the macro myself and, mm -hmm. but I, and I have to do something with the information once somebody submits. Ah, so there's a little bit of manual, stuff. Yeah. So there's like one little delay, but it also gives me the opportunity to read through people's stuff because the work I do with people is so deep mm -hmm. that I like having that information. Oh, it, makes, totally. it makes it much easier for me to get them into my mastermind. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, perfect. Yeah. Sweet. So what, did, is what it, are you doing? Oh, go yeah. Ahead. Is it, are you doing monthly right now? Like monthly like membership to it or whatever? I have a monthly membership that I've had since 2016. 
Mm -hmm. And it has morphed over the years, if you will, as to what all I teach. And it was almost like I would teach things from the, from the beginning of somebody starting a business. And then I was teaching things about scaling, like but the in-between yeah. was mm -hmm. not quite there yet. And so mm -hmm. I had to kind of go fill in the blanks. Mm -hmm. And that's where the software comes in. It oh, gives you a cool. huge boost for the middle piece. Nice. And really helps you create your, um, your purpose and your messaging things like that. And then you can develop your sales funnel a heck of a lot faster. Nice. Cool. Yeah. And then Very now cool. I'm working on templates, which I've got, mm -hmm. got them ready to go. And so now when people buy the sales funnel generator, then they're also ah, going to get so the good. So and good. it's paint by number. Mm -hmm. Take this mm -hmm. answer, place it here. Boop, boop, Perfect. Boop, 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 boop. You know, that kind of thing. So you cool. know, it's not like overnight like that, but it gives people like this framework that otherwise, yeah, um, they wouldn't have. Yeah, people need the like bumper, like <laughs> yes, that's you called, do like, bumper, the bumpers, bumper the, the yeah. bowling alley bumpers, the bowling alley bumpers, definitely. So tell me nice. about yours. I want to hear what you. Yeah, need. so our product is called Hello Audio, and uh, we're actually all about taking any of your content, courses, memberships, events, summits. Um, premium stuff uh, usually and we're turning them into private audio feeds that actually play in your customers podcast player um, so the the what we've noticed over the last four years um, and everyone talks about it it's not that new um, is that a lot of people don't finish their courses right so they had every intention of like tuning okay. into every group coaching call and watch every second of the videos um, and you know those rates are abysmal for the most part and so I spent a lot of my four years is helping people improve those things um, and we notice you know people would ask things like they would be focused so much on things like powerpoints and all that stuff and so i built a program bbb build a better beta which is about right. not working and focusing on those kind of things and really right. just focusing on teaching and um, that helped strip that away and then we just started realizing that um, we decided to make a feed for our students of all the material that they could just then binge and listen to while they're walking their dog. So we created that and my husband, I kind of went to him and I was like, is there something here? Like, do we teach people how to create their own private feeds? Cause it's possible. It's a little convoluted in something like Libsyn, for example. Yeah. Um, but it's there. It's just not made for folks like us for, for, uh, you know, digital product creators for marketers. Um, it's not set up for us. It was set up for podcasting publicly. <laughs> and that's, like, what that's really say. the What's point. What's the public yeah. part of this? Because how, can you keep it behind a locked yeah, door? Yeah. So some of the nuances of the product. So yeah, so you can. And like um, the private feed, what we're doing is generating a unique student URL. So like Sally buys my thing. It's this URL with this kind of off code on the back end. So like right. we'll say XYZ, whatever. So it's Sally's. Um, there's little nuances that we're doing. So it, um, it is not searchable on Google. So the podcast won't come up. It, it obviously is not searchable in a podcast player. So if someone's like searching for your course title right. to like subscribe to it, it's not there. But then at the next layer is that's Sally's feed. If Sally stops paying or asks for a refund, I, as the teacher can say, oh, don't give her any more things, right? To remove that podcast mm -hmm. um, feed. So um, that's there. There are nuances of, um, we obviously, so it plays on any podcast player that 
uh, takes a unique URL, an RSS feed URL. So it's not every single one. It's not Spotify. It's not like Google Podcasts and a couple others. Um, is it so Apple? that's okay. But yeah, Apple podcasts Apple? and like overcast and, mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of popular Android players all work. Um, and so, uh, the, the way you can set it up on your own phone, like I can't control the preferences as the teacher. So, because it depends on what you're playing it in, but what's cool about that is, um, you know, a question we get a lot is like, well, why can't they, why can't I just do an MP3? Like, why does it have to be? And it's like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know about you, but have you ever actually downloaded all the lessons that have MP3s? They end up somewhere weird on your computer. They're not named appropriately. You don't know how to get them to oh, your yeah, phone. Oh yeah, they're named or like you get them, yeah. supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. So it's up. messy, yeah. <laughs> and like, and it's funny because people are like, oh, well, I put an MP3 in my lesson. I'm like, yeah, and like, are we even watching on our phones these like in Kajabi? Like Kajabi has an app. I would say they're probably the most furthest along on that. But like most people have to sit down at a desktop to like do the work and that's the hard part, right? Mm -hmm. And the desktop has all the notifications and all the things. So we were just trying to bring it down to True. how can we allow people to get um, access to the content quickly? It doesn't mm -hmm. mean it's the entire course. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then as that developed and started to get even more nuanced, so we sold this originally under something called podcaster course last fall. And now yesterday we just wrapped up, um, our hello audio launch. So it was renamed and the software is coming out in about a month. Um, we renamed it hello audio because at the end of the day, it's not even about courses anymore. Like people are using it for their summits. They're using it mm -hmm. for their audiobooks. They're turning their webinars into audio feeds. So you could actually have a marketing kind of thing that someone subscribes to. They get a link. All your free shit is just like there instead of just the Facebook live. And so we have this vision of like integrating with YouTube and zoom and, um, Facebook groups and all of that. So it just catches all your new videos says, Hey, you want to make this and put this in one of your yeah. feeds and then you decide. Um, we'll also have a, a, a public facing podcast. So essentially we're out Libsoning Libsyn, if you will. We're just like setting up hosting and delivering in a way that fits marketers and reintroducing mm -hmm. them to uh, audio as a way of yeah. meeting your people. So you could at. have your public facing podcast that's always feeding into, hey, if you want to hear this, this is a correct. Podcast. Here's a paid yep. version. That's brilliant. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So we're super excited that. about it. So yeah. that's what you've been working on then. I yeah. mean, obviously you did it before, but now you've been selling. We it got really serious. And like when COVID hit, like, so <laughs> thinking about March, like I restructured my business. We were always working on hello audio. It wasn't called it that yet. Um, but it was actually at that moment that I was actually going to add another like group coaching program after BBB people needed the next thing. And we were planning this like mm -hmm. advanced, you know, higher ticket thing and it hit. And I was like, I need more time. And like, I actually am really excited about this. I mm -hmm. should double down what's working, which was my on-course social low ticket funnel 
double down on that. Don't add anything new to the plate and create and keep that space open for uh, building Hello Audio, like building mm -hmm. a SaaS company. And that mm -hmm. was, that was, it was like COVID kind of woke you up, right? It was like a splash of like water on you. And you're just mm -hmm. like, oh shit, like, what do I really want to do? Like, like, there's no fucking around anymore. Like, what do I, what am I here to do? Yeah. And it was just like really clear, like, keep it simple and like, go with what's working right now. So. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I did a launch that my very first launch, it was just a, it was not a very public launch. I just really invited my email list mm. and my Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And so I had a couple hundred people ready to go through this teaching that I was doing about mm -hmm basically teaching saying here's how you make your ads soar but then teaching the sales funnel process mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the ads funneling process that whole thing nice and of course at the end then i sold the sales funnel generator so it's like look cool. you have all these things that you need to create but here's an easy way to do it right nice so the night before my webinar Facebook shut down my business manager. Oh, I saw this. I reached out to you because I was like, I don't want that to happen. It's literally my, that's so funny. Yep. Yep. I had lots of fingers for Facebook that night oh, or the oh next gosh. day or whatever it was, whatever yeah. it was. All I knew was that I wasn't going to be able to retarget anyone. And because mm -hmm. I had to start from scratch with a brand new account, I wasn't even able to upload email addresses nope. to nope. target anyone because I had no track record yeah and i had to put new pixel on my site and i was like do i maybe i'll get the old one back so i don't want to lose that so how do i get it on there twice and then how do i mean it was like whoa and i probably yeah. spent three or four hours fortunately i know how to do all that stuff if i hadn't known how to do all that stuff i would have been in trouble mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. So I just really, I ended up spending double on my ads because I needed to get people to understand that my webinar was a good webinar to watch. Mm -hmm. So I created a miniature version, um, silent movie version of my webinar. A silent movie version? Yeah. Wait, tell me more. Was it so like VSL, like just like um, text? It was. Okay, you know how when you do slides, like yeah. Google Slides or PowerPoint or whatever, mine's on Google. And so if you just hit the button, it'll just run through your slides. Okay. And my slides had animation and everything, they were all like really nicely done. And so I, I basically went through and just recorded myself going through the slides. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went back and I made really big summary you almost like captions but it wasn't captions it was just like this is main what points. this is yeah, and these yeah. are the main points of what this slide means mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so i was like this is what these types of ads look like and then my slides had boom 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 already mm -hmm. this is what this means boom 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 and then I added like the entertainer piano music and I added some other piano music to it. And I mean, I spent like two hours, three hours editing this video the day after I had done my webinar. It was a 90 minute webinar and I narrowed it all the way down to five minutes. 
Nice. Yep. Yep. I ran that as my ads to the most obvious audience selections that I possibly could because I had no website traffic. I did. Oh, yeah. Have so Facebook. like cold. So totally cold. Mostly or? cold. Mostly but I cold. also remember I also had Instagram and Facebook page traffic and video mm -hmm. viewers and all that. So mm -hmm. I at least had that and I was able to make lookalikes and different things to, mm -hmm. to get a really good audience. And, um, and I sold it. I mean, I got plenty of people in and I really made my emails good for the people who had signed up for it. And I ended up extending it to my entire email list and it worked out, but yeah. it was the most fucked up launch I've it's ever done so in crazy. my life. I was like, but yeah. I, but somehow in that pressure, the mm. creative part of it mm -hmm. just really oozed out of me to make it work. Yep. And, I and I didn't even get it. I mean, it was stressful just because it was a lot of work to figure out but yeah. I didn't let it rattle me in any way. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't even angry. Like, you know, you can get really angry when things like that happen Totally. Yep. that are that frustrating, but I was just like, nah, I'll just figure it out. So now that inspired me because I'm a big piano music person that inspired me. Now I've been writing songs oh, cool. and playing the piano and they are weird Al Yankovic style. Yeah. yeah. Social media, Facebook oh God, ads, him. COVID quarantine songs. Nice. It's ridiculous. They're covers. <laughs> They're all covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so fun. Yeah. That's cool. But long story short, I, let's go back to like where you are as far as like, what is it that you see as being something hopeful coming out of this? Mm. Because we've had challenges and opportunities yeah. to go through but what's, what's the next big thing? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, audio. No. <laughs> yeah. I think hello. <laughs> hello. Audio. Hello. Um, audio. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I like, I like this question because I do think there's, um, you know, just a lot of like burning shit down that's happening and rebuilding and restructuring. And mm -hmm. as a sociologist, that's what I taught. Right. So, um, I think there was this whole big moment where like people are like, oh, everything's made up. And it's like, yep, it's all made up. Like we get to decide what this looks like. And I think COVID really made us realize that. And, and I don't think it's over in any way, shape or form. Um, I think there's going to be some really, really interesting things that are going to happen economically. Um, but this idea mm -hmm. that the U.S. government actually sent people checks. Um, I actually have this whole thought about um, applying for like the PPP loan and, and some of the stuff that I had as a business owner that cash that I had access to that the typical like Main Street American did not have access to mm -hmm. is just evidence about how this country totally values businesses and, and in such a way that mm -hmm. it does not value the individual worker, which I have thoughts on that, but that's not what this is about. Any anyway. worker. Yeah. All the I things. Would, I so. took pictures at the statue in Hungary. There you go. Yeah. Heck yeah. Workers of the world unite. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think it, it, um, revealed a lot of the like, yeah, really built in problems in this country, um, which mm -hmm. we're also experiencing with everything that is happening this June. And so I think, there's a chance here to really be like committed to change things because mm -hmm. we recognize how um, 
uh, ingrained it is and like, and that when it burns down, we can rebuild it. And so same with the college system. I think I'm going to be watching that very closely to see what changes happen um, as it relates to online education, mm -hmm. um, as it relates to, yeah, the need of some of these schools um, and what that means for colleges and degrees and all of that. So uh, yeah, I mean, I could have commentary on so many different layers to it, but mm -hmm. I think the hopeful part is the conversations that we're having now seem to have, yeah, I mean, it's heated, shit is serious on Facebook when it comes to like um, a lot of unfriending and a lot of blocking and, and a lot of tough conversations. Yeah. Um, I'm here for those too. But um, just like, yeah, and within an election year at that, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. And mm -hmm. I think um, there's a chance for people to realize, the other part of the sociologist in me comes out that says, like, we are living in a moment in history and we get to impact it. So it's like in our face that mm -hmm. we can have an impact on what's going on in the world. And um, when I used to teach that in sociology, it's actually really hard to get people to realize that by just voting or by just going to a march, that doesn't seem like it's going to change anything. By just wearing a mask. Yeah, all that, like <laughs> insert anything. And everyone always thinks as an individual, they don't have an impact, but that's just not true. And we're historical agents like acting. And so we're gonna look back on this and have to talk to our kids about the actions that we took in this very, very pivotal moment. And, mm -hmm. and that, um, I think it's actually showing us more quickly that that is true. Having taught through, um, you know, I, I, was, I remember the day I had to walk into my classroom, I remember exactly what class it was. Um, I'm trying to see if I can remember my students' faces, but I remember the drop down, pull down, like overhead projector. Um, it was at Monterey Peninsula College. And I remember walking in and having to talk about Trayvon Martin. And that's yeah. when Black Lives Matter, literally the hashtag was created years yeah. ago. And I remember it. And I remember that moment and being like, whoa, like this is so fucked up. And I, I was able to teach through that. And then, and then Occupy Wall Street. And then I could go down the list of all the things. The 1%, the 99%. Yeah, they lived it. behind me on Legislative Plaza for yep. months. It was, talk about it. That is a whole other social movement that I could make commentary on. However, yeah. so, um, and here we are, right? And all of this is happening and people are like, oh, this isn't going to change anything. And I'm like, no, but it is. But it is, and, it is. And it is happening. And I think that's the other yeah. part too, is like, um, it, it is very different what's going on right now. I was, I was, um, kind of my analysis was, yeah, Trayvon happened and they came up with Black Lives Matter as a hashtag and it got traction on Twitter. I mean, it stayed, I mean, clearly it stayed. Yeah. Um, however, the social media world looks very different. So like who's on Facebook now who wasn't on Facebook eight years ago. I mean, a lot of the boomer generation is sitting there like they've been there now. They weren't there eight years ago. And Twitter looked different even eight years ago. And Instagram, like, reposting tweets. Like, it, the world is different here. And information is getting to different segments of the population that yeah. didn't exist eight years ago. And so it takes time. And, um, I mean, amazing for the women that started it in Oakland. And we're looking back and being like, this was such an important. And the fact that we still have to defend what it means, it's fascinating. And... Uh, this was always happening this whole time. And maybe this time is the tipping point. And it's great to look and be like, 
oh, more people are getting it and it, it doesn't necessarily happen overnight. It looks like it happens overnight. It looks like, whoa, this is crazy. But you look back and you can see all the social movements that have brought us to this level mm-hmm. where we get to decide if we want it to be different or not. Are we committed for to it being different yeah. this time? And I think being a business owner versus being a professor I'm like playing with that too, because I did powerful stuff, I think, in my classroom and I got to impact my students in that way. But now I have a business that hires people, that generates wealth for myself and puts wealth back out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at that power and watching what, how the business community has come together with everything that's going on right now. And I'm like, oh, we can overnight go, I'm going to commit to not, you know, to being an anti-racist business. I'm going to do this, this, and this. These are actions. An institution like academia, (laughs) they take a little bit more time to adjust. And so that's the cool thing that I'm noticing is like, oh, I have like so much power over where my money goes because I have more of it and all those kind of things. And I'm starting to realize and power to the teachers out there doing that work right now. Um, but this is what I'm meant to do. And this is now how we can impact. And I think I've been now surrounding myself with other business owners who are committed to the same things as me, yeah. have the same values and like, what a cool way to make change. Um, and it just looks a little different than when I was teaching and stuff. Sorry. Yeah. Very much rest. so. No, no, yeah. it's good. I think I feel like, oh, we could talk for another hour, but mm-hmm. you know, not everybody's going to listen for that long. So um, <laughs> they might listen will, to the podcast episode. If they, they might listen the to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's where this is going. And you've got your hello audio thing going. I've got my sales funnel generator thing going, but then shout your cause is what this is about. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've hit my platform. I really mm-hmm. hit my platform because the things that I'm moving into, like I'm getting ready to apply for a research grant. Nice. Due in a couple of weeks. And I had a meeting on it yesterday and I'm just like, Ooh, you know, um, cool. <laughs> all these things going through my head, but it's all about COVID recovery yep. for social programs, yep. et cetera, and research and all of these things. And I've already come up with this entire scheme of what that my project is going to be. Nice. So I'm just hoping I'll get funded for it. If I do, that's a two year commitment. Mm. So that totally changes the way my business turns. Oh yes. Yep. Yep. But I can still have the business. Mm-hmm. The nice thing is, is that coming into this, those of us who have created our businesses and have already have, you know, the microphone and the yep. things, and we've done all of the, ugh, yeah, we're so much further ahead than Correct. the person that just turned on zoom for the first mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. I've been paying mm-hmm. for zooms for five years. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you know, you're like, welcome to the party. I know that like, was always, hey, that was a wake up call. People yeah. are like, what is zoom? And I'm like, yeah. oh, what do you mean? What is zoom? I'm yeah. like, Oh, <laughs> so, and yeah, wishing so, we bought those stocks when they first went public, but that's a whole other question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did that on purpose. You know, know they did right? that whole, <laughs> we're going to provide this for K through 12 this semester for free. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a smart move, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I think we Thanks should probably do a follow-up a few months later sure. because I think life is changing so fast. So true. 
that we're going to be have in three weeks. Time. It'll be a whole different. Well, game. yeah, I know. I know. know that for <laughs> yeah. a fact that it will be different, especially yeah. with the, you know, I look at the databases every single day. I know it is it's dangerous looking, super dangerous looking. Yes. It's such a bummer. Yes. And it's so, it was so obvious too. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Science, science and math. Science. Science. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then sociology. Oh, well. And then add the layer of the human group on top of it. Yeah, it's always fun. (laughs) And an election. So here we go. (laughs) All right. 2020. We're going to we're going to close it out with with uh, a huge spark, a huge bang. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Sally. It was good connecting again. Yeah, for sure. Thanks. Thank you for listening today. Subscribe to this podcast to hear all our episodes. Go to shoutyourcause.com to our podcast page for information on our guests and notes from this show.